Hi, I'm Dick Clark, and here's where the money is. The $10,000 pyramid. In less than 60 seconds, a contestant can win $10,000. Each player is teamed with a celebrity partner. Fun people like Alan Alda, Loretta Swift, Soupy Sales, and Ann Mira. The suspense, fun, and cash prizes build and build and build on the $10,000 pyramid. What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrex10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, we are into part three of eight now for top 80 albums of the year 1973. Let's just get right back into the countdown here. Coming into album number 60 is an album that was released in October of 73 by the Queen of Detroit Rock, Susie Quattro. Yeah, Susie here with her debut album. If you look on the back of the album, it says it was produced by Chen Chapman. Yes, Mike Chapman and Nikki Chen, the all-time Hall of Fame songwriting duo and production team. And you would think, oh, these guys are writing hits for Susie in the same way that they were writing all of the initial hits by The Sweet and some other bands like that of the ilk. But honestly, they only have two rights on this whole album. There are three cover songs, and the other seven songs were written by Susie and her guitar player, Lynn Tucky. So Susie was her own woman. She's a true Hall of Famer in my eyes, and she really opened up a lot of doors for a lot of ladies and she just rules so but yeah her debut album not great but still got some rocking tunes on it like this one right here the opening track on the record so here is the first song on her first album turn it up for 48 crash
kicking off the show here today and coming in at album number 60 of our top 80 albums countdown of 1973, the debut album by Susie Quattro. And I may have failed to mention that it is a self-titled record. So if you're just looking for it, it's a black and white photo with her in the band and it's just called Susie Quattro. There you have it. Coming in at album number 59 right here is a band that I've always taken this band for granted and I know a handful of songs like everybody else in the world. But listening to their first two albums definitely got me on a like, hey, maybe I need to check more of this band out. They may have more to offer than I really think. And there'll be a few other bands that I mentioned throughout the countdown that's like this. Now, I do have this debut album of theirs ranked higher than their sophomore album. And the sophomore album just missed the countdown. It could have easily made it, honestly, but I moved a few things around. And unfortunately, it didn't make the cut. But I think I did it on the principle of, hey, let's just have this as maybe a shared thing. So if you need to, you could put either this one or the second album in its place. But the debut edges it out for me, in my personal opinion. This band right here from Canada, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yes. Debut album, BTO1, came out May 17th, 1973, produced by Randy Bachman. It's just a fun rock and roll album. I can't really get technical about it. It's just fun. It's old school classic rock and roll and sometimes that's all you need to have and more often than not that's kind of the best way to be as a rock fan for the most part but yeah i enjoyed it and i got a little surprise here because i did not know this true confession i did not know this that they did the original version of this song right here i guess the version that i knew i never bothered to look at the credits to see who wrote it originally so this might be a fun surprise for you as well, in the just in case. But let me know if you are familiar with this one right here from BTO1. This is Bachman Turner Overdrive with Stayed Awake All Night.
slot number 59 belongs to Bachman Turner Overdrive with their debut album, or you can share it with their album, number two. Another big album right there that had Taken Care of Business on it. But yes, that album edges out for me because it has a song called Stayed Awake All Night on there. And you're probably like me, I would think. Most of you know that as a Crocus song. So yes, Crocus did a cover of that. And with that, that also must mean that one or all of Crocus are really big fans of Randy Bachman because that would be one of two songs that Randy Bachman was involved in that they covered, the other one being American Woman, of course. So there you have it. Some fun stuff there. And getting into album number 58 right here. This one came out on November 3rd of 73, produced by a guy named Arif Marden. And it was the sophomore album by Daryl Hall and John Oates. Yes, uh, their first album that came out before that, Whole Oates, not great. I don't believe it even made my countdown. It's fine, but not quite there yet. This one's definitely getting more to the point. They're still a little bit away from just total greatness, and it has that thing on this album. That the same thing happened to Aerosmith, almost the exact same timeline. They put their debuts out in 73, and one of the singles off of there, it takes like another two or three years for it to actually take off. So that happened to Aerosmith with Dream On, and it happened to Hall & Oates with She's Gone. So not a big hit in its time, but a few years later they reissued it and it became a huge hit. Their first real big hit on this album here, Abandoned Luncheonette. Not going to play that, going to go deep on this album because it's not just a one song album. It's got some real interesting stuff on here. I like a lot of the experimentation on there, but as their career went on, definitely needed to focus in on the rock and soul side of things. Hit singles, short songs, that kind of thing. And they did it better than most anybody ever did. But if you want to hear them get kind of weird and deep, check out some of these early ones, like the songs on Abandoned Luncheonette. And here's a real interesting one for all of you out there. This is Lady Rain. Days I've lost 
song that I think could have easily been on any one of Hollow Notes' Heroes album around this time. I've been talking about how a lot of the soul bands of the 60s, once they get into the 70s, they get a lot more experimental. And I could easily hear that song on a Tops or Temps album. Uh, that one right there, Lady Rain. Interesting song right there. Daryl Hall and John Oates from Abandoned Luncheonette, their sophomore album. And we move on here to yet another sophomore album. With album number 57 right here, belonging to the Electric Light Orchestra, their sophomore album ELO2 came out on March 2nd, 1973, produced by Jeff Lynn, of course, the brainchild. And while I mentioned on an earlier episode of The Countdown here, Jeff did start this band with Roy Wood. Roy, although he would play on a handful of songs on this record, he was basically leaving the band at this point to go off on his own and start Wizard, which, very cool band in and of itself. Maybe you'll hear more on them later. 
And Roy Wood's basically like the Brian Eno of ELO. He was like the more out there experimental type guy, not as not as pop driven, but could definitely write a pop song. More interested in being just a little bit more eccentric, a little more weird. In the overall grand scheme of what makes ELO great, there wasn't really any room for Roy and the band, it seems, and I guess they both agreed as such. So he's leaving the band. They put out this record, and it's basically on par with the first album, No Answer or ELO One, depending on which country you live in. But it, it's, it's getting better. You can tell that they're on to something here with this record, having listened to these albums in order quite a bit. So there's stuff to like about ELO Two. I'm a big fan, but I know that better records are ahead. Maybe more on that later. But until then, let's get into, I think, the all-time track from ELO Two. This is Mama, or as we like to say around here, Mama. Very 
all-time great bands right there the electric light orchestra and of course the near genius jeff lynn checking in with elo2 of course their second album hope you enjoyed that that song mama just so great so epic such a beautiful and interesting song if you ask me all right so album number 56 right here a band that did appear on the 1972 album's countdown. I should have that stat in front of me. Maybe someday I'll crunch those numbers and have that ready. Like last year, they appeared at this number. This year, they're right here. But making their return to the top albums of the 70s countdown here in Rock Strikes 10 for the year 1973, album number 56 belongs to the OJs. And I know I definitely mentioned when we talked about their first album, Backstabbers. It's got two all-time tracks on it, Backstabbers and, of course, Love Train. And if you know anything about music, you know those two songs for sure. And I would think you would definitely know the big song off of this album right here called Ship Ahoy. The big single on it is called For the Love of Money. It's a great song. It's, it's an all-time classic. I don't need to play it. It's fun and everything, and I'd be happy to play it more often than not, but I found a track on here that once again was a surprise for me because I was like, I recognize that as someone else's song, and for me, I'm of a certain age. I did get into the hip-hop here and there. I pretty much closed my bubble in and around the old school. The late 70s into the early to mid-90s is where I pretty much get off the train for the most part, or love train, if you will, but you'd hear these songs and you realize once you kind of hit upon an original every now and then you're like, oh, that's where that hook comes from. It's not from this hip-hop song. It's from an earlier song, and it happens a lot. I'm not trying to be disparaging towards the hip-hop genre. It's just what they did. They lifted stuff off of records, and that was their art. 
So this is one of those songs that I always knew is a heavy D in the boys song. A song called Now That We Found Love. And in the hands of Heavy D and the Boys, it is a up-tempo, positive, happy song. But on this album here by the OJs, the Ship Ahoy record, when you hear the song Now That We Found Love, it is an entirely different, slowed-down ballad. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Who would have thought to take that exact hook and melody and turn it into something up-tempo? Really neat, I thought. So at least in my day, in the old school hip-hop days, they at least would take something off the album and do something fucking creative with it. That's something that was all killed off whenever guys like Puff Daddy came around. It's never been the same since. But I'll get off the rant here. That's my one rant for the show. But yeah, let's get into this right here. I think you're really going to dig this. It's great. And I can't believe I never heard this until this year. So here's the OJs with Now That We Found Love. Now that we found love 
the OJ's right there with Now That We Found Love from the album that comes in at number 56 here on our countdown. Cool stuff right there. Get into some more OJ's for sure, other than the obvious three songs. It's it's pretty cool. I've really, really enjoyed these first two albums, so let's see what the next few years has to offer. Looking forward to it. Uh, this guy right here, speaking of soul music, let's stick with the soul music because we got the godfather of soul coming in here, James Brown in slot number 55 and there's something to be said for overproductivity in music and in art some people would argue that if you have so much that you have to offer if you par it down then maybe you get like one great thing instead of like three pretty good things but who knows maybe if he had just done one album in 1973 it'd be an all-timer but james brown technically had like four records out in 1973 i played of course something off the jb's record on the odds and ends but he also had the black caesar soundtrack going on and then the slaughter's big ripoff soundtrack going on and at the very end here just finishing up the year in december of 73 is the album called the payback which supposedly was originally going to be and i didn't know this it was originally going to be the soundtrack to hell up in harlem so he would have done three soundtracks in 1973 had they actually accepted the music from this. And it's a shame they didn't because just on the basis of the title track alone would carry any movie. Uh, this song would carry Hell Up in Harlem easily in the same way that Shaft did for Shaft and Superfly did for Superfly. They probably would have changed the name of the movie to The Payback. That's how huge, or at least they would have called the movie The Big Payback maybe because that's one of the hooks in here. And yes, we are going to play it because I can't not play this when I'm talking about 1973. Let's go with it. Here's the Godfather of Soul with the payback. Revenge! Yes, you can. But I don't do no damn squealing. 
Yes, you heard it right. Payback, James Brown from the album of the same name. The album that comes in at number 55 right there. Can you possibly handle a little more soul music? Because I've got one more album in this block of classic great soul music. I think even if you're kind of like, come on, Joey, you're pushing it a little bit. But I got to tell you, once this song finishes up, you are going to thank me. If you've never heard this song, because shockingly, there are people in this world that have not heard this next song. And I try not to deal in too much exaggeration. I know I use top-shelf adjectives sometimes to describe music, but I'm very passionate about music. I don't think I could ever be overtly passionate about this next song that I'm going to play off of this record because it's so 
damn good. But let's get into the stats here. Let's bring out Dr. Stats. Coming in at number 54, we have a third album that is a self-titled album. Back into that, <laughs> back into that motif again. The self-titled album by former Temptations vocalist Eddie Kendricks. You heard Hollow Notes earlier on the show. They are big Eddie Kendricks guys. And how could you not be? Guy is one of the great singers, not just of soul music, not just from the Motown, but of all time. And I talked this song up right here. I I don't understand why you don't just call the album this instead of self-titling it, because it's a damn monster. I, I almost feel like it would almost help the album more in the grand scheme of things, like like a what's going on. Like you know, okay, that's where I can find that song. I feel like if more people knew how to find the full length version of this song, every time they would see it on a store shelf, they'd be like, I, I can't not go home without that thing. Because it's that good. Like I said, I try not to deal into too much exaggeration. This might be the greatest R&B song of all time. It deals with a hodgepodge of all the different styles that I think really puts forward all the massive contributions to African American music. Yes, I'm going that top shelf with this song because it's so great to me. This is my opinion, but hey, it's everything you need. Rhythm, blues, funk, dance, floor, jump blues. It's all the great elements of all time, and it comes together here at its peak in 1973 with this one right here. And yes, I am not just going to do the James Brown thing where I split the part one, part two. We're going to play both damn parts nonstop. Turn it the fuck up. This is Keep On Truckin'. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Oof. All right. There you, there you go. Man, keep on trucking. Full-length version. You can find that on the Eddie Kendricks album of the same name, Eddie Kendricks. I failed to mention, actually, that album has four co-producers on it. Some heavy hitters in the genre. Frank Wilson, Leonard Kasten, Pam Sawyer. They all have hits to their credit. Go look them up. And the one that really stuck out, the other name on the production credit, Gloria Jones, who did the original version of Tainted Love. She sang that original version, and she was also Mark Boland's girlfriend. Very famous for being Mark Boland's girlfriend, of course. Uh, so, yeah, there you have it. A little, another tie-in to some other entries here on the countdown. Keep on trucking, man. Come on. That's probably the greatest soul song ever. It's a damn shame that the rest of the record isn't as good as that. It's good, but man, like that's a 10 and everything else is like kind of an eight or whatever, but it's fine. Still get the record on that principle just to have that eight minute version. Keep on trucking. Easily the greatest kickoff of side two that any record ever had, I think. At least until, I don't know, at least until some of the stuff in 84. Okay, let me move on here. I'll stop glomming about Eddie Kendricks and keep on trucking. Go get it. Okay. For album number 53 right here, we move on to this band, an art rock band from jolly old England, my favorite place across the pond. So if you grew up in the same kind of era that I grew up in in the 80s and you were an MTV kid or an MTV dude or gal or whatever, if you were a teenager, whatever, if you watched MTV during the 80s, you saw a handful of really crazy ass, highly innovative videos uh, a team that really made the video an art form was this team called Godly and Cream. It's Kevin Godley and Lol Cream. And you may have even known that they were a quote-unquote one-hit wonder band in the 80s in that same time with a song called Cry. Great 80s song. But what you may not know, you may not know this, I don't know, some people don't know this, is they had a band before that that they had formed in the 70s called 10CC. You know that name because they have a handful of hits that everybody knows that still get played on the radio to this day. But back in 1973, this band was just kicking off. They have their debut album, self-titled, 10CC. And I know it definitely garnered some attention in their homeland in the UK. So much so that one of the launch singles off of the album called Rubber Bullets actually was banned by the BBC, which isn't the death knell that a lot of people might think it is, but I'm sure it didn't help their chart success at the time at least. But this is a really cool, interesting band and or just album. And you'll probably be hearing a lot of 10CC as they get through these albums from the 70s for sure. But right around here, they pulled number 53 for their debut. Not bad. Not bad at all. They did better than even a lot of these heavy hitters that I've already played on this episode. So good for them. They are on their way. And I got a kick out of listening to this album again. I hadn't heard it in about 10 years. And... This was probably the right time for me to get into them because now I think I'm a little more ready for them than I was before. Uh, but yeah, I definitely recommend checking this record out. It's got the aforementioned Rubber Bullets on there. And right before that on the album, it's got this one right here that kicks off side two on the record or cassette. Uh, I really like this one, so I want to share it with you right here. This is Speed Kills.
cool song right there, Speed Kills, and from the debut self-titled album by 10CC, album number 53 here on our top 80 albums countdown in 1973. I'd like to dedicate that song to all of the terrible, terrible dicklesses out there that actually drive like over 100 miles an hour on the freeway, because I run into them daily, multiple times, more than I really care to think about, and... Yeah, speed kills. I know I'm going to sound like an old man, but fuck it, man. Even when I was 20, I was like, fuck you guys that drive 100 miles an hour on the freeway. Fuck you. Because speed does kill. You know, read. Get into fucking buying records and get an SUV instead. I don't know what to tell you, but fuck you. (laughs) All right. Yeah, that's a fun record there, 10cc. Check it out. And here's something interesting that just happened to happen on the countdown. I swear this happened. Scored the exact same amount of points. We are going to do a twofer here for the last two albums because they happen to be the exact same band. Coming in at album number 52 and album number 51, in this order, are the second and third albums by Roxy Music. So, yeah, I know that first Roxy album did pretty well in 1973. I definitely like the first album better than any of these other two. They're pretty good. But some of my favorite Roxy albums are coming out just a little bit after this. But they're getting there for me as far as their top, top albums. But these are pretty damn good records. So I don't even know if I actually have a bigger preference for one or the other. They scored the same amount of points. I've never been like, oh, that one's better than the other one. So I think they are just tied, honestly. So another reason to have them just here back to back on the show. I I don't think I'm ever going to be able to figure this one out. Which one's better, For Your Pleasure or Stranded? I don't know. If you have an opinion, share with me. I'd love to know your opinion. Maybe you have these way separated out in your ranking of the Roxy Music catalog. I don't know. What I do know is I'm excited to see where the Roxy albums get scored from here on out because I'm not the biggest fan of the Eno period of Roxy Music. I think they got a little better, honestly, after he left. That's just me. So, And I also say that to piss off the hipsters, but hey. That's my opinion. It's a real opinion. But yes, if you're keeping score at home, I'm actually going to represent the Stranded album, the latter of the two albums here first, and then we'll close off with something from the album For Your Pleasure. Of course, besides release date, they basically share the same stats. For Your Pleasure came out in March of 73, and Stranded came out on November of 73. For Your Pleasure was co-produced by Chris Thomas and John Anthony, and Chris Thomas is the producer who returned for Stranded. There are your stats right there. Let's get to the music. We're going to spend the next 11 minutes here with our pals Roxy Music, but once you hear that close, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I know why he played that as the last song. So to kick off this twofer, let's go to the Stranded album. And this one right here, fittingly, it's A Song for Europe. I sit at this empty cafe Thinking of you I remember All those moments Lost in wonder That will never Again, though the world is my oyster, it's only 
In every dream home a heartache And every step I take Takes me further from heaven Is there a heaven? I'd like to think so Standards of living They're rising daily But home, oh sweet home It's only a saying From bell push to faucet In smart town apartment The cottage is pretty The main house a palace Penthouse perfection But what goes on What to do there Better pray there Open plan living Bungalow ranch style All of its comforts Seem so essential I bought you mail order My plane wrapper baby Your skin is like vinyl The perfect companion You float in my new pool Deluxe and delightful Inflatable doll My role is to serve you Disposable darling Can't throw you away, away now Immortal and life-size My breath is inside you I'll dress you up daily And keep you till death-size Inflatable doll Lover ungrateful I blew up your body But you blew my mind
Ah, man. One of the great crescendo songs of all time. That was In Every Dream Home a Heartache from the album For Your Pleasure. Finishing off that Roxy Music twofer right there. And from the 52nd and 51st album here of the year 1973. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to be back. We're cracking the top 50 on the next episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. How could they possibly get any better? Well, they apparently are going to get better. But you'll have to wait another day or so. But not a long wait. Hope you're enjoying these marathon episodes here for this week. So once again, thanks for tuning in. And until the next one, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs, followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on SiriusXM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.